I'll be taking my scripture tonight from Deuteronomy chapter 30, starting at verse 11. Deuteronomy 30, 11. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away, so that thou wilt not hear, but shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce you unto this day that ye shall surely perish, and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether thou, possess, whether thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. This is a message that Moses was delivering near the end of his life to the children of Israel. They're about to go into the promised land. In previous chapters, we begin to hear that God makes it very clear that he knows that the children of Israel are going to fail. They're going to turn to other gods. They're going to disobey after they've possessed that land, and they will be driven out of that land. We spend a lot of time reading through Jeremiah. This is a long time before that, but God knew that was going to happen. And this is uh, an opportunity where Moses is trying to convey that the Lord was going to be near. The Lord would be close. They wouldn't have to be looking for something new or looking for something different. The Lord was going to be near all the time. Uh, today, we, we know that he is near us. We know that the Lord is close to us and that we want to hold him close. Uh, we want to bring him with us everywhere we go. That was what Moses was trying to tell them. Um, we go into this new land. The Lord's going to go with us. And they really didn't need to worry about looking somewhere else. But eventually they did. Uh, even in uh, the previous chapter, in the chapter 30, at the beginning of the chapter, the, Moses speaks to them about reconciliation and repentance. And so uh, not only did he know they would turn away, he also knew that, they, knew that they would turn back and gave them comfort and hope in that as well. Well, we, we want to take the Lord with us, don't we? We want to take the Lord with us to well, wherever we go, whether it's on the job, in the car, down the street, to the neighbors, wherever it might be. I uh, was trying to think of something that would be a good analogy. I, I thought of my wife and her purse. And uh, I'm sure this applies to more than just my wife, but it seems like if I need anything, I can ju just ask my wife. And she just digs in the purse, and there it is. Whether it's uh, a piece of gum, I might need a mint, 
She has some cash in there, debit card, checks, Tylenol, fingernail clippers, scissors. When we were, well, still, well, there's probably some snacks in there if you ask. Uh, there were more snacks when the kids were smaller. There were, when the kids were smaller, you, did she pull out the doodle pad? There'd be crayons, little Lego people, whatever was needed, it was in the purse. And she took it everywhere she went so that she wouldn't have to go somewhere to get something. It would all be right there. We want to have that kind of a desire in our heart uh, with, with this gospel that we've been given. Uh, we want to be sure it's with us everywhere we go. Uh, we don't have to be looking anywhere else. You know, he's near to us. He, he, the Lord wants to have a relationship with us. And uh, so we can look into the, God's word here, and we're going to look at some different ways that God can be near us. Uh, we're going to start with Joshua. So we're just going to go right into the next book of the Bible. Uh, Moses passes away, and Joshua takes the reins. You can imagine how he felt. Moses, uh, those were hard shoes to fill. And Joshua is going to lead the children of Israel into that promised land that 40 years earlier, Joshua was pretty sure they could do then. So now they have the opportunity 40 years later. There would be a lot of things he had to do, and he needed God's wisdom. I'm sure it looked overwhelming to him at times, but God gave him a promise. Uh, if you look in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, says, have not, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So, so we know that where we go, the Lord will be with us. We want to be strong and of good courage in those times that are difficult. We can know the Lord is with us and he's going to help us. In fact, we also know he wants to be very near and to protect us in times of trouble. Isaiah 43 says, uh, But now thus saith the Lord God that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. When thou passest, when thou walkest, this is for the people that are taking an initial step in faith. Right? So when, the, when you pass through the waters, you're taking a step in faith. You're, you're making that initial step. And then the, if something goes wrong, or they're, 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 you're taking a step into something that you know you're supposed to, but it's going to be difficult, the Lord will be there. The, the waters will not overflow you. The fire will not kindle upon you. You run into a difficult situation. You know you have to step into that. It says that when you step into that, the fire will not kindle upon you. It doesn't say the fire goes out. Of course, we think about the three Hebrew children when we think about the fire. They wanted to be sure it was clear they were not going to bow down. They were told to bow down. They said no. 
Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Sometimes we're in the fire, we're taking a stand. But the Lord's there to help us. We can know the Lord is near us. We have this word of God. We have the promises. He's able to comfort us. He's able to encourage us. Well, they got put in the fire. The Lord didn't deliver them from the furnace. But we find that Nebuchadnezzar took a look in there. Verse 25, he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Amen. When we go through the fire, we have a friend. Don't we? Amen. When I thought about passing through the waters, there's some examples that you can think of. I landed on Peter. In Matthew 14, we find Jesus is walking on the water. Peter, of course, gets all excited. And he's not one to, he's pretty bold, doesn't always think before he talks. And he said, bid me come, Lord. And the Lord did. Come on out, Peter. So we look at chapter 14 of Matthew, starting at verse 28. Peter answered and said, Lord, if thou, if it be thou, bid me come. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Well, that's pretty great. I don't know. We're pretty sure that's the only person to have done that. We know that's not the end of the story. You know, we can find ourselves launched out into something. We feel like the Lord's asked us to do it. We feel like we're in the Lord's will. We're going along. And then we start looking around. Then the doubts might come. Maybe we feel inadequate. Maybe a circumstance occurs that we weren't expecting. And it's not going like we thought it would. And we begin to doubt. That's what happened to Peter. But in his moment of doubt, he didn't give up. He didn't just start to try to swim. He didn't just put his hand up and hope for the best. He called out to Jesus. That's an encouraging thing for us to realize that even when we're in the Lord's will and feeling frustrated and feel like we're not doing it right anymore, we don't give up. We just call on the Lord. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. That's human. We, we, we run into situations that make us afraid. And he began to sink and he cried saying, Lord, save me. Smartest thing he could have ever done. And we find that Jesus' reaction was immediate 
And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. The Lord was right there. He wasn't afar off. He didn't wait a while to teach Peter a lesson or anything like that. Uh, He immediately grabbed him and saved him. We want to be sure we call out to Jesus. Uh, Regardless of the situation, big or small, could be a, a car title, it could be something more, more immediate and serious. Whatever it might be, when we call on the Lord, we can expect the Lord to answer. He's also very near us to teach us and to guide us in difficult times. We don't need to look too far. This, this Bible is full of opportunities for us to learn. If we'll just look into it. I want to take us to Matthew chapter 19. I'm going to start at verse 21. Well, this is about the rich young man, rich young ruler, whatever you want to call him. We hear this story a lot, this account. But I think it's something we can learn from. Jesus said, he, he said, I'm going to start at verse, I'm starting on the 16, sorry, not 18, 16. And behold, one came unto him, good master, said unto him, good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And he saith unto him, which? And Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Many times when we look at this, we glance over those. Because we know that. I'm going to read them again. The world needs this. We shouldn't glance over it. We shouldn't take it for granted. Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The world needs Jesus. It goes on. This young man said he'd done that from his youth. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell what thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Jesus pointed at something that this young man valued more than anything else, including a relationship with him.
We want to be willing to learn from this. Are we holding on to something that's more important to us than a relationship with Jesus Christ? When we read those commandments, when we consider our life, when we look at our life now, is there something we're holding on to? Is there something more important than doing what Jesus would want us to do? Lord, help us to search our hearts, to be sure. That young man went away sorrowful. And the story didn't end there. Jesus turned to his disciples. Verily I send to you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And he didn't stop and say it once. He said it again. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Now in this case he's talking about the rich man because that's what held him back. It was the riches. It was what he possessed. But if there was some, anything else that someone would put before Jesus Christ, they can insert that right there. And that will hold them back. That will keep them from eternal life. So as we search our hearts, we need to realize how important it is. This concerned the disciples. They just asked, who? who? If that's the case, who can be saved? How? Who? One of my favorite responses came from Jesus here. With men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All that young man had to do was to look to Jesus. To help him. To show him. To, to, to give him the vision of why. He should give what, up, give what he had and follow Jesus. He just needed the vision. We need a vision. We need to see if there's something that's keeping us from doing all God would want us to do. What is it? Will it keep me out of heaven? If so, I need to take care of that. All things. God... We can take it to the Lord. We don't have to do it ourselves. That's the beauty of the gospel. He's near. He's close. And with God, all things are possible. At the root of all the things that we're dealing with right now is sin. Sin. Everyone's calling everything a pandemic. Sin's the pandemic. It's disgusting. but we can't do anything on our own. We need the Lord. We need Jesus to help us, to guide us, to give us wisdom. We can pray. The Lord is mighty. What about our own lives? Does something look impossible? 
then we can change that and say, with me, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. No matter what we face, Jesus is near. We don't need to look anywhere else. We can look to him tonight and know that he's here. He's waiting. He's waiting. When Peter started to sink, Jesus was waiting. He immediately pulled him out of the water. He's waiting tonight. Whatever your need, he's near. Look to him now, and we'll go to prayer.